Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is LaCharles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for all the various things that you have provided for us, Lord. Lord, we just thank you that you have given us a covenant with you, Lord, that we can come to you as friends and daughters and sons, Lord, that we can be one with you in sight of heaven, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the friendship that you've given us here on the earth, Lord, that we can trust you, Lord, and lean on you to guide our decisions, Lord, in our steps. And we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. It's a blessing to have you with us as we dive into the Word together and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. This morning, we are continuing our discussion on verses 7 through 13 of chapter 8. So, if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take time to read through that section of scripture in order to make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So what the Lord was showing me, um, you brought up in about Jeremiah where the Lord was talking about the new covenant where he was going to put, the, the Lord was going to put his laws in the people's minds and write it on their hearts and they and the Lord would be their God and the people would, well, be his people. Mm-hmm. And no one should say to his neighbor, his brother, know the Lord because each of them would know the Lord themselves. Amen. And that's that should give hope because at the time of the first covenant when Moses was leading the children, the Lord when the, and his assistant Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, the Holy Spirit wasn't given um, freely at that time. Only certain people were, were received the the Holy Spirit upon them. He wasn't yet dwelling in people just yet, which is also contained in this, this section, also talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Lord would come upon them, like Gideon or Samson, for an example, to do a specific task, and then afterwards they, you know, went back to being what they were beforehand. Um, and we'll, I'll use the children of Israel in the wilderness for this example. When the Lord came on Mount Sinai and there was thundering and smoke and mm-hmm. fire and lightning, the people said, nah, Moses, you go up there and you see the Lord and uh, you hear what he has to say and bring it down to us and tell us what he said and we'll do it. But we're not going to go up there lest we die. So mm. they chose not to have a, a personal relationship with him and they were distanced from him by their own choice again. So they didn't get to see the Lord's heart the way they should have because they only wanted to know his works they only wanted to know what god could do for them how he could bless them how they could get rich or they can get better you know selfish mentality that's what it came down to what can you do for me lord and they never stopped to ask the lord why he was operating the way he was operating but now under the the an 
and they had that excuse well Moses we well, we didn't hear the Lord so we're not accountable that was part of the reason why they sent Moses up the mountain to begin with as well even though they tried to guise it under the Lord would kill them it was really because they wanted an excuse and thought that be, if they didn't hear the words themselves and they weren't accountable for what was spoken and they were and we are today as well so under the second covenant with the indwelling of the holy spirit now we have a personal communication with him we don't have to go through a prophet if you will or have another moses that brings down the commandments to us and then we'll do them we can enter in as you mentioned in the last episode dad go boldly before the throne and ask the lord hey lord um this is what i'm thinking about the situation is it right or is it wrong um this is how I'm feeling. Can you help me, Lord? I'm struggling with unforgiveness or anger or, you know, pick something. We're able to go before him one-on-one and hear him. We don't have to wait for somebody else to get the answer and then hope they bring it back to us. Well, can I can I interject here? Um, we're we're kind of meshing two things together, <clears throat> right? The first is, yes, now the Holy Spirit is freely given, where in the Old Testament, he was not freely given. However, in the Old Testament, you do have people that had roles, responsibilities, a destiny chart before the Lord for leadership or to accomplish certain things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whether that's the 70 elders from Moses, right? That The Lord said very plainly, I'm going to take from the same spirit that is on you, and I'm going to place it on these 70 elders, right? All of the prophets, clearly. And there were numerous prophets, but they all also had the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Excuse me. But here's the thing. It was more about the knowing the Lord. You, You can read, or I can read, stuff that you've written or read about actions you've done, philanthropic events, whatever the case is, and I can have an, an idea concerning you, but that's not knowing you, right? So you're saying you know about me, but not exactly. know me. Exactly. And even that is, is knowing about you. Is that the truth or is that a curated sequence of things that have been produced and disseminated by a publicist is it the real you or is that the image you're trying to create and want people to think concerning you where as you pointed out especially those in the wilderness they did not know the lord they did not want to know the lord the lord wanted the same thing he wants today a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each and every person. But they have to choose to enter into that. Yes, Dad. Right? And only by spending time with even an individual, right? But especially the Lord, do you truly get to know the Lord, which is what he says here. They shall all know me. There is no reason for someone else to teach his neighbor. But you see this from the beginning, well, from the beginning, but also in Abraham, Right? Yes. It said, Abraham will teach his children about me. But then they had a responsibility to know the Lord themselves. So, no, the 
you know, or I'll say this. Yes, even in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit wasn't freely given. But in, you know, conveniently and incidentally, it did not stop Joshua from never leaving the tent of meeting. What do you think he was doing? He wasn't hanging out with Moses. He was spending time with the Lord, developing, cultivating his relationship with the Lord to know him. Right? Yes. Okay. And so didn't the prophets and so didn't everyone else that David, clearly. It wasn't about spending time reading the scrolls, reading the Torah. David knew the Lord. He had a relationship with him. It wasn't from spending time in the temple. Let's not forget, he was on the run for a considerable portion of his life. It wasn't wasn't after he became king. He's like, hey, I better get to know the Lord. No, he knew the Lord from a very young. This is why he gave credit to the Lord and everything. The Lord helped me defeat the lion and the bear. And this Philistine will be no different. Houston. Okay. Houston. So there's that. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon people as needed, as necessary, as required in the Old Testament. Now it's freely given to teach us. The Holy Spirit is given to teach us, lead us, and guide us into all truth. And then he says, your word is truth. Well, Jesus is the living word. But the knowing component is not just from spending time reading about. Even in reading the scripture, there's still the requirement, the necessity to have the Lord reveal himself to you. And he's going to do that through Holy Spirit to teach you about himself. So you and in your relationship, you can grow and develop, you can mature and ultimately become conformed to the image of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, because he's our God and we're his people. Do you understand how that works? And what, what was intended from the beginning? Who did, I mean, let's even go back to Joshua. Who did Joshua come across in chapter 5? Jesus. In the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, chapter 5, he came across Jesus. And he said, are you for us or for our adversaries? <laughs> no, neither. And he said, I'm the captain of the, the Lord's armies or of the Lord's host, depending on your translation. And then he told him to, to bow down or to take off his sandals because, not to bow down, Joshua bowed down, but he said, take off your sandals because the ground you're standing on is holy. Mm -hmm. so understanding this from the beginning the Lord desired this with desires a personal deep and intimate relationship with you with every single person and now because the covenant has been perfected through Christ there's no need for animal sacrifice anymore now that Christ has been the sacrificial lamb to redeem us from death, sin, and the curse, or sin, death, and the curse. Now, it's all just done by faith through grace. And he's also given us his Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us, and whose hand is upon us, 
when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit to do all that he's called us to do on the destiny track for our lives. Houston. So, and the other thing that I wanted to mention about uh, verse 12, where the Lord is talking about being merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds, he would remember no more. Again, that wasn't the Lord saying he's going to wink his eye and pretend like the sin never existed. What he said was there was mercy that they, that they could come and um, receive from the Lord when they truly repented. The, of course, the Lord knows when you're putting on a, a Scooby-Doo mask, when you're trying to trick him and when you're being sincere because the word is living and powerful and divides asunder the everything from everything, the, the marrow from the bone. Um, and he knows the truth. So when we come before him in sincerity and truth, and Lord, I'm sorry, he's merciful to forgive us our lawless deeds and our unrighteousness. And he's not going to hold it against us. Like, don't you remember when you stole them cookies, Layla? He's not going to treat you like that. And he also isn't going to be disrespected and taken advantage of trampling the blood of Jesus <clears throat> underfoot or the, I'm sorry, trampling Jesus underfoot, but Choosing its blood are one, so in this body. So there's that we have to be aware of that, and also remember that while the Lord is merciful, He's gracious, He's compassionate, He's still God, and He still wants to be respected and and loved on, just like we want to be respected and loved on. Mm -hmm. And remember, when He's talking here, the the scriptures that are in Jeremiah, who was He talking to? He was talking to the children of Israel that were go going to be and had been carried off to Babylon. Why? Because although their mouths were saying the, the right things in certain circumstances, their hearts were far from him. So they were not people who loved the Lord. And there's a difference between being a sinner who lives in iniquity. sin and iniquity, perpetual sin, continuous sin all the time. There's a difference between being a sinner who continuously sins and being a believer who is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus who commits a sin, right? Yes. There is. There is. So once we say, Lord, uh, be, be Lord of our life and we come to him, we cease being sinners and we become believers. That's what First John is talking about, um, That where it seems like he's talking double language if you say you have not sinned, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. But if you do sin, right, where it sounded like he was talking double talk, he was talking about two different states of being. One was being a sinner, being contrary to God, being a stranger from the covenant, being a partaker of continuous sin and iniquity and unrighteousness, which also Ezekiel references. We would call that a wicked person. Yes, Molly. And there's a difference between being a righteous person or a believer who commits a sin. There, there's two different categories there. So what he's referencing here in Jeremiah, the, the sinners got carried off to Babylon. Now, some righteous people were carried off amongst them, like Daniel. Yes, Molly. And, and his, his companions. Um, but now he's talking about from them going from being a nation of sinners with a sprinkling of righteous folks in it to it being a remnant of righteous folks and that making up the, the majority of the nation. Him making that reference to um, it being in their minds, his law being in their minds and written on their hearts. It's talking about a loving relationship that they have with him. So he's 
the Lord is talking about drawing his people back into himself and that there, there being more people who love him versus less people that love him. And, um, you know, just keeping that distinction in our mind as well, that there's a difference. So when you say that if we commit a sin, we can ask the father for forgiveness that belongs to believers that belongs to the righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But for those who have not been partakers of the righteousness of God and they commit sin, they need to come through the, the process of becoming righteous. Yes, right, through mommy. salvation in Christ Jesus. Latrage, you had something you wanted to say? Yes, mommy. It goes in line with what you were already speaking about. And the Lord showed me that he's also referring to allowing the Lord to teach us, as we'll see inside of John 6. I'll just read this very quickly. This will be um, verse 14 and 15. Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple in time. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? And the answer to which is that Jesus replied and said, my doctrine is not my own. Meaning that he was saying that I was not taught by humans as we tend to think of it. We tend to think that we give people the ability to go and do what the Lord tells them to do. We think that if we give them the stamp of approval, then they're approved. But that's not what the Lord was looking for at all. The Lord is the one who gives the stamp of approval and says, go on and do it. As we see with um, Jeremiah's ministry, nobody turned. They all continue doing what they're doing. As we see what, similar to what the angels said to Daniel, the wicked will continue to be wicked. The righteous will continue to be righteous. Uh-huh. Go your way. And what we see is that the Lord had to teach the people individually. He was, yes, he could use people, but they had to have an intimate relationship. Nobody taught Moses. He sure was not le- learning that in the idols of the, um, the house of the idols in Egypt, he mm-hmm. wasn't learning to listen to the Lord. That's not where he learned it at all. Sure wasn't learning that, being separated for 40 years on the run for his life. Yes. Being uh, shepherding over actual sheep either. Yes, the Lord had to teach him. Amen. And that's how we should be interacting as well. The Lord's been talking about, I will teach these people so they don't have to look to anybody else. I will be their source. Mm-hmm. It's not, okay, you guys go up there to the mountain and then I'll just take the benefits. That's not how he wants us to live. And that's as you um, brought up, Layla, they wanted Moses to go up there because they had wanted nothing to do with God. They thought if Moses is up there, we can do what we do down here. That's their mindset towards it. They had no desire for what the Lord had for them at all. But the people who were willing to listen to the Lord and to be taught by God, those were willing, like Abraham. He was willing to be taught. And that was how he was able to move forward inside the Lord because it demonstrated his love. If I don't love something and nor do I really care about it, I'm not going to sit there and go through it. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. I'm forced into it, of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Shouldn't come to that point, though, if we truly love the Lord. Yes. It should never be the case concerning and, our walk. And, and nor will the Lord him. force us because he has made us free moral agents. We have a free will. To make our own choices and decisions of either we're going to love him and demonstrate that love and faith in him by our obedience, our willingness and our obedience, or we're going to demonstrate that we're in opposition to him by our disobedience, which is sin. As he that knows what's right to do and does not do it, to him it's sin. Yes. So the choice is going to be not just with our words, but it's going to be very evident through our actions. 
Yes. So what are they saying? What are they communicating? Not just to, to people, but to the Lord. Are we in alignment in the divine order as he is set up? Is he our God? And are we his people? And then the structure is, is he our heavenly father? And are we his children and joint heirs with Christ, sons and daughters of the most high? Or have we departed from the family? The family of God. Yes, Dan. You can say whatever you will to any person, but the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. He knows the truth. Yes. He cannot be fooled. He cannot be manipulated. He knows. He is all-knowing. That he is. Yes, Dan. Omniscient. So, something for us to examine in ourselves. And will we put our faith, our, our hope, our future, that is, right? Or, said another way, our trust in the Lord and keep it there, regardless of what the situation and circumstance looks like. Or will we, or will we be in opposition? Encouragement is always to choose life, mm -hmm. to let God be your God and you be his people. Mm -hmm. So... With that, we're gonna we're gonna pause for today. And could I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the good work that you've done for us, Lord, that you've made a way for us to be your sons and daughters, Lord, to be part of your family, Lord, and be restored to the heavenly community. We ask that you bless our partners and listeners, Lord, that you'll give them peace throughout their day, Lord, and strength, and we thank you for your faithfulness and your willingness to protect them, Lord, and to provide for them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' somebody name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.